up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you're locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we are not reviewing a movie, but we are going to be previewing this upcoming year in movies. That's right, it's the 2024 Movie Preview Show for the 3FN Podcast. But before we get into that fun, the ner- I'm your host, Rich, sorry, and the nerds are all here. First, he is the man that last night, on New Year's Eve, he was caught in the act of playing D&D. Well, driving, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. Hey, you got to roll those dice somewhere, man. You, gotta, you just got to get, get get your fix, man. You got to get your fix. You know, I, I just trying to do the play on words because <laughs> I know you weren't doing the other thing. <laughs> and of course, Diesel, the man that doesn't need an introduction, but has the longest introduction to all podcasting. He is the uh, hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Although I might have to change that soon because of certain situations. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. It's Diesel. Hey, Minnows. Happy New Year. <laughs> That's right. It's New Year. New Year, same old us. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So, uh, happy 2024 for everybody out there listening. This is the first official episode of the 3FN podcast in the year 2024, because obviously we are recording this on January 1st. For the most of you, you're getting on January 2nd, unless you're on Patreon, which you will be getting it on January 1st. And uh, we decided to kick the year off live in studio. Yeah, we're Originally, we were going to record earlier, but you know what? Eh. Sometimes it's fun to just do an update for our patrons. They get a lot more, and they get the extra bonus stuff. We had a lot to talk about after having a couple weeks of stuff in the can. And you, you got it every week, but we did record a couple episodes early. And then, of course, uh, you know, had a good time. I had some time off, and Ron had some time off. And speaking of which, before I just bury the lead, Ron, how has been your week? Uh, week's been okay. Can't complain too much. I uh, didn't really do too much other stuff. You know, got survived Christmas, Christmas Eve, all that fun stuff. Uh, just family stuff, so no, no big deals there. Uh, ended up, you know, watching the abysmal Rams Giants game, even though the Rams somehow pulled that <laughs> clusterfuck off. So we clinched because I became a Steeler fan last night, and Steelers beat the Seahawks. So we clinch a playoff berth. So at least I get to say we made it to the playoffs. I have no faith. Trust me, I'm not one of these delusional fans. I have no faith. <laughs> we are making it to the Super Bowl this year, people. Especially when the Giants gave us that hard of a time. But other than that, work New Year's Eve, work some overtime this weekend, so nice check in two weeks. That's about all I got going on. All right, Diesel, how's been the week? Been a pretty good week. We had a good Christmas, had a fun New Year's where I was in bed early, but ate everything. (laughs) And, Ron, I know you wanted me to eat bugs next year. The champ champ is here. Nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Diesel has won his uh, fantasy football league. That's what he's saying. So congratulations. My team did not even come close to the projection, but my opponent's team came even farther from their projection. <laughs> Sometimes it's not, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be better than the team you're against. My my league, I ended up, if I was a week later, I probably would have won. Yep. I just, that the week that I got kicked, basically got kicked out, just my team shit the bed. Yep. Well, you know what else is, uh, for the show, it would have been better if Diesel came in dead last, because then he would have to eat something disgusting. But since uh, he didn't come in last, it's good that he came in first. 
Because either way, you know, you have to either you either you have to be able to brag, or we have to have the funny humor of what you had to eat. I always come first. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my Christmas week was good as well. Spent some time with family. Uh, I got out of town, went up to Connecticut. I got to visit with a good uh, friend of ours, John from the Pint. So once again, everybody, if you're not listening to the Pint, a pop culture podcast, make sure you're listening to them. If you like our show, I guarantee you'll like their show. They they cover movie reviews and such. Uh, so they do mostly older movies. So there's you know. If you're worried about not being able, if you haven't seen them, you probably have, and they do an awesome job. So, like I said, if you all, if you like our show, you'll like their show for sure. Uh, so check them out. And uh, so I had a good time up there with my wife. We, it was a little; she was still working, so it was like a workcation. Just got out of town. Sometimes it's just nice to have nice different scenery, if you will. And then, uh, of course, uh, New Year's. I was also in bed early. Uh, I, I my wife was spending it with my uh, in laws and, and the nieces and nephews, and I didn't want to. You know, sometimes I'm like, hey, I just want to be, you know, whatever. My kid spent it with his girlfriend, so guess what? I got to be home. I made my a nice Delmonico <laughs> steak that my mom bought me as a nice little gift. I don't know. That was awesome of her. And so I made myself a nice little dinner and I was in bed by 11. Nice. And my kid did wake me up at midnight though. He messaged me at 12.05. Happy New Year. My phone went off. And of course, because he's on the emergency yes. contacts, like my phone was on silent, yes. but uh, it started vibrating uncontrolled because when you're on the emergency on a, an iPhone, it yes. comes through no matter yeah. what. So I was like, you son of a... <laughs> Beep. But that's okay. A minute later, my grandmother messaged me. So yeah, I was like, "Why are you? Why are you up that late, Grandma?" <laughs> like, God damn! Like, go to bed. You're you're like you're 80 years old. Go to bed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, I, I I so I got some sleep. It was fun, and then uh, here here we are. So hopefully everybody had a great holiday season. Hopefully if you celebrated Christmas, you had a great Christmas. You celebrated Kwanzaa, you had a great Kwanzaa. If you just celebrate Festivus or whatever else else out there, you had a great. And hopefully everybody had a good good and safe New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day. And hopefully you have a great 2024. I know I'll probably say that again at the end of the show. But before we dive into this year's preview show, we got to take care of some bills. And we got to hit you with those openings. Shameless plugs. Of course. If you want to find out anything at all about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. There you will find all of the social media links. You will find the T Public link. You'll find the Patreon link. Patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help support the show. Also, while we're at it, go ahead and check out... Uh, the Friends of the Show link. ODPH Podcast is there. Go to odphpodcast.com. Also, while you're at it, go to nerdinitiative.com and the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Make sure you're signed up for that because as we're recording this comes out Tuesday, 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 January 2nd, the Cheersy Awards will be on Turn a Page. Of course, Turn a Page comes to you every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Ch- Standard Time on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. But this year, this week, it's got the Cheersies. You're going to want to check that out, whether live or on replay. Also, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel, the wrestling show that I host at Ken Emzon, Wrestling Night Live comes out. You're going to check that out as well as uh, some other great stuff from NI Wrestling. So remember that, NerdInitiative.com and the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Thank you also to the musical directory because bands who provide us with music so we don't get hit with the dreaded DMCAs are there, including our good friend Shout at the Robots, whose song Fail Better you hear at the beginning of every episode of the 3FN podcast. So check them out and all the other great bands and make sure you're following all those great bands on YouTube Music, Spotify, and Bandcamp. And last but certainly not least, let's give a shout out to the sponsor section at 3FNPodcast.com where all the sponsors who allow us to come to you commercial free are. And of course, we're just going to do the quick one this week. Our local sponsor, Rex to Rides Auto Detailing. Our energy sponsor, Dubby Energy. And of course, Sci-Fi Horror Fest and Sci-Fi Horror Fest.com. And then, of course, the big one, the main one. 
Our good friends at Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web. DragonMasterGames.com And of course, if you forgot anything I just said, just visit 3FNpodcast.com. Man, it's been one hell of a week. It's been some, uh, you know, for us, we've this is the first time we've recorded in over a week, which is an interesting break. But we got to come back. We got to come back strong. And you know what? Every year, instead of doing a, a movie in the beginning of the year, we always like to talk about what's coming up in the year that we're coming into. And of course, we're coming into 2024. And there is a lot of great movies coming out this year, some of which will be covered right here on the 3FN Podcast. As a matter of fact, I can I can share some news with you next week. Uh, because of issues with me going out of town, our patrons found all about that. And uh, I kind of was telling you, I'll be going out of town this weekend uh, unexpectedly. So therefore, I am, I'm going to, we're going to go to an older movie because also the movie we we're originally going to do, Beekeeper, got kind of pushed back. Although we could have saw it on the 7th, but I just can't get to a theater on the 7th. So therefore, we are actually going to just go into the grab bag of the Wayback Machine. And it has been decided we are going to be doing Gleaming the Cube <laughs> for its 35th anniversary. So 1988, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So uh, Gleaming the Cube, if you want to check that out beforehand, that will be next week's 3FN Movie Club review. And the week after, we are celebrating our 300th episode of the 3FN Podcast. And I think we've waited long enough. We're going to tell you what we're doing. So... When we came down to it, I'm going to tell you what we were originally thinking. <laughs> originally, we we're like 300 episode. We're going to do 300, huh? You know, hey, this you know 300, 300 episode. But then while we were recording one day, we had brought up the fact that from since the inception of the the nerd list, so the nerd scale that we go by at the end of the show, we have always used the caveat of we mix the nerd score from a critic score and our entertainment score. So a movie that is critically bad. But very entertaining could get a higher score and vice versa. And we used to always say that we compared it to, like, Maximum Overdrive. Because Maximum Overdrive is not a great movie, but it is very fun and entertaining. So, as we were discussing that, we went, oh, man, maybe we should do Maximum Overdrive to actually give it a review. Because we've never done a review of it. So, after putting it to a vote for our patrons, because they've known about it for a little bit, it has been decided our 300th episode, so two uh, two weeks from now, will be Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about that with these two <laughs> fine, fine gentlemen. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be the next ones up. And then uh, the first new movie of the year will be coming after that, and that will be ISS. So we're going to be going to see ISS. That will be the first new movie of 2024 that we'll be doing on the feed. So with that being said now, the preview show is a lot good, good way to get out some movies that are coming out. Some of them we will not be reviewing. Some of them we will. Some of them we'll com commit to reviewing here. And some of them we're just going to be like, well, we might. It depends. But these are just a list. We're taking our list from IGN. There's obviously way more stuff coming out. We're even going to skip some of this stuff because, you know, we don't want to be here for three hours. <laughs> and we're not going to deep dive on anything. But the first new movie that's getting some steam coming out, and it's coming out this week, by the way, if we're doing box office, is uh, Night Swim. Oh, yes. Of course. That comes out January 5th. And uh, if you didn't see it already, you, I'm sure you guys have saw the, the commercials for it. Very creepy. Some kind of ghost or demon living yeah. in a pool. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Goddamn Blumhouse. 
taking any inanimate object and making a movie about it. <laughs> Diesel, Diesel shan't be oh, watching this one. Off. This is why we kind of took it off the list early on. I mean, we, we might do a bonus one, but now with me going out of town, I don't know. I'm going to try to still see it because I kind of want to see it. Uh, next up, though, coming out the next week after that, uh, Mean Girls is coming out uh, Jan the January 12th. That's the musical version of the original movie. It's kind of like a half-assed musical remake. Okay. Uh, you know, something Diesel might go see. Uh, the <laughs> beekeeper me some musicals. The Beekeeper is coming out January 12th. That's with Jason yeah. Statham. So that movie we were going to do, but then uh, going to get it pushed back a little bit. Now, this next one is kind of interesting. Soul Turning Red Luca, which is the three Pixar movies that got put out in... Uh, 2020. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are coming out January 12th for Seoul, uh, Turning Red February 9th, and Luca on March 22nd. Okay. So that is how they're uh, separating them from Disney. So the first one will be coming out January 12th, and then Turning Red February 9th, and then Luca March 22nd. Yeah. So they're re-releasing the movies and never got a chance to be in the theater because of the uh, pandemic. Yep. So kudos to them. Uh, another movie that I know that we are going to be reviewing comes out in February 2nd. In theaters and also Apple TV Plus, uh, that date to be determined, Argyle. Of course, that is the one uh, is, uh, Henry Cavell is uh, Agent Argyle, a super spy who is actually just a cartoonish creation of novelist Ellie Conway, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. And uh, then uh, she gets swooped into a real life yeah. uh, spy games because her books are just too similar. Yeah, the, the trailers for this have actually looked pretty interesting. She's got a cat. She's got a cat. <laughs> that sold it for me. Yep. <laughs> a movie that we may or may not do, I haven't uh, decided yet, is uh, Lisa Frankenstein. That'll be coming out on February 9th. I know, that's why I said we may or may not be doing it. We might oh. be doing Back to the Wayback Machine. It is uh, Diablo Cody scripted, and it's a horror comedy about a teenager played by Catherine Newton, who, uh, you guessed it, reanimates the dead, specifically yep. the course of her dreams via a tanning machine. It is directed by Zelda Williams, the late Rob. Robin Williams' yeah. daughter, and uh, Lisa Frankenstein looks to be one part Jennifer's body, one part, part Heather's, and potentially all parts fun. That is from IGN. <laughs> so uh, that is on the list of tentatives. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Uh, also on the list of tentatives, believe it or not, Madam Web, for February 14th, so that's the week after. Uh, 2024 is going to be a light year for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, with only one film being released by the studio. But don't worry, because Sony's Spider-Man universe, as the studio calls it, is ready to step in with three different Marvel-adjacent oh, movies. The first of the year will be Madam Web, which stars Dakota Johnson as the psychic... Cassandra Webb, Sydney Sweeney as Julia Carpenter, Celeste O'Connor as Maddie Franklin, and Isabella Merced as Anya Corazon, all of whom have an assumed one spider persona or another in the comics. Will Madame Webb break the Morbius curse and be, you know, good? Question mark. By the way, that's coming from IGN. Yep. Only the spider knows for now. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, this is up in the air, but I'm sure we'll probably go see it. When has Sony ever let us down? <laughs> Morbius. Morbius got the re-release because it was such a rousing success. No, because they they let the internet troll them into re-releasing it. Uh, that was funny. Uh, of course, uh, we could go with Venom 2. <laughs> let there be carnage. Dude, say it with Amazing. fucking face. Say it with Amazing straight face. What, what was the last line of that movie? I just wanted to be your friend. I just wanted a friend. Diesel almost broke a window outside of the local movie theater leaving that film. I just want to throw that out there. So don't oh. let him lie to you, folks. Sony. In Sony, we trust. <laughs> we'll probably give it a go. Let's be honest. But it's, it's on the tentative yeah. list. Let's be honest. 
Uh, next up, uh, we're, that we're going to talk about, once again, we're not, we're skipping over movies. There's some that are coming. Once again, we can't give the whole list. They're, check them out. You can find all of it. But uh, next up, and this is definitely going to be reviewed by us, March the 1st, Dune Part 2. It got pushed back to March the 1st. And of course, it is a sequel to Dune starring Tif Timothy Chalamet. We got a lot more Dave Batista in this movie, as uh, we found out. Florence Pugh and Austin Butler are also in the cast. Uh, it's looking to be pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, this one is the one I was most excited for for last year. Unfortunately, it got pushed back until March. And uh, seeing Austin Butler in the trailers as what he plays is got me super excited. And we also have Christopher Walken as the Emperor. That's correct. Yes. That I cannot correct. wait for Dune Part 2. And Zendaya also back as well. Uh, next up is a, it's going to be a will he or won't he go for Diesel? And that is March the 8th. It is a movie called Imaginary. And uh, the description, if you haven't seen the trailer already, Diesel, Imaginary <laughs> friends come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> and that includes sometimes just being total assholes. Case in point, Chauncey the teddy bear in Blumhouse's Imaginary Who, judging by the film's trailer, has it out for the little girl who finds him in the basement of her new home. Never mind that he's not really imaginary since he's a corporeal well teddy bear and all suffice to say that imaginary or not he wants to hurt folks dewanda wise and tom Payne star in the jeff wadlow kick-ass 2 fantasy island film so jeff wadlow of course kick-ass 2 and fantasy island were two movies directed so it's kind of a will he or won't he go uh, so again blumhouse taking any inanimate <laughs> object and making a horror movie out of it this trailer creeped me the Fuck out. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Uh, me and Ryan will definitely be covering <laughs> yeah, it for at least Patreon. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, Mickey 17 releases on March 29th. Uh, Oscar winning South Korean filmmaker Bon Joon Ho of okay. Parasite, so yep. instantly Diesel's in, is going sci fi for his next film, and it's ta he's taking Robert Pattinson with him for an adaptation of the 2022 novel Mickey 7 by Edward Ashton. Stephen Wynn, Naomi Aki, Tony Collette and Mark Ruffalo also star in the tale of an expendable, a space traveler sent on a one-way mission to colonize an ice world called Nephelum. Cute. <laughs> That's what he says in parentheses. As prep for the film, we recommend you watch Pattinson's previous movie about a one-way trip to space. High life. <laughs> <laughs> All of the words you said appealed to me on this one. Tony Collette, Robert Pattinson, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, I'm in. He was, Bong Joon-ho was, as soon as I said Bong Joon-ho, sorry, Bong Joon-ho, as soon as I said Bong Joon-ho, he was like, yeah. We're going. <laughs> We're so Mickey 17, we will be going to see. I'm pretty sure we're yeah. reviewing. Another movie we will definitely be reviewing coming out on March 29th, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, of course, it is the sequel to the much-loved uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And uh, this time, the old Ghostbusters and the new Ghostbusters are fighting uh, the, Something the winter. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the coal miser. The, the death chill. Oh, winter is coming. Yeah, so I can't wait when, to see. Did they do that in the cartoon? I think so. Yeah, okay. Pretty it's sure been, it's been a while, sorry. So I'm hoping they get there. All right, next up in another movie we will be covering and definitely be reviewing on April the 12th, Godzilla X Kong, The New Empire. Of course, this is the sequel to the Godzilla v. Kong movie that we got uh, a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, once again, we are all in on the MonsterVerse. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. So we're all in on this. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Godzilla minus one, but I'm still promising. Although I am enjoying, uh, it's died down now, but I did enjoy all the internet huff, uh, huff puffling about uh, the red Godzilla or the pink Godzilla. Oh yeah, in yeah, the yeah, movie, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was funny. Yes, I don't care about anybody's political leanings. Pink Godzilla looked badass. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it also yeah. looked badass. 
I, I want to throw that out there, so we'll definitely be covering that. A movie that we probably won't be covering because we didn't cover the first one, but uh, I know our good friends over at Soul Wizard Podcast did, so I'm assuming they'll cover this one. Rebel Moon Part 2, the the Scar Giver. That is, of course, the Zack Snyder. Uh, I, the best I could tell. Mind you, I didn't see it, so I can't judge it. But I'm going to say it was basically a Star Wars ripoff. Well, he was supposed to do Star Wars, and he got he stopped for whatever so reason. So this was going to be a Star Wars film, probably. So, yeah, he just kind of redid. He, he just redid it. So I'm, I, I, from what I understand, and yes. once again, I didn't see it, but from what I've understood from the internet, it's probably good that they kicked him off of Star Wars. <laughs> see, I've heard fifty fifty. I've heard people. I've heard, actually, people, I've said they heard liked people it. actually enjoyed it. So I haven't watched it yet because I haven't paid my Netflix hey, bill. I'm going to say a free shout out to our friend Soul Wizard Podcast. They covered it. I have not had a chance because I was on vacation, so I yeah. have not had a chance to listen to their podcast on this yet, but I will be. So if you want to hear what they thought, go ahead and check them out. Those guys are awesome as well. So Soul Wizard Podcast, they got your hookup. Well, we didn't cover the first one. We don't usually do Netflix yeah. films, so we're probably not going to do this one either. Not after but that it's coming up. horrible Ryan Reynolds movie you guys made me watch. Dude, I also thought it was horrible. Ron, although Ron thought it was okay. Project Adam. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, it was. It was all right. That's because you're just staring into his damn dreamy <laughs> eyes the whole time. It, was, so. it wasn't that good. I don't. I don't think we had anybody give it above a three. No, I don't think so. No, no, no but you did. You gave it the highest score. The rest of us gave it a two. It wasn't yeah. one of the worst yeah. movies of the year. There was way worse that came yes, out, but no. but trust me, it was not great. Well, the kid, the kid did fine. And that yeah. kid is what pushed it over. I know this is going to be a movie that Diesel will definitely be going to see on April nineteenth. It'll probably be our pick for what's going on. It is an untitled as of yet. Universal Monsters film that is being made by Radio Silence. Those are the people who brought you the Scream 6 and 7 and uh, or Scream 5, sorry, Scream 5 and 6. I said 6 and 7. 7 got cancelled. And uh, also they brought you uh, uh, Ready or Not. Uh, that's coming on April 19th and this is what the description from IGN says. Universal has been trying to get a new take on their classic monsters going for a while. Remember the Dark Universe franchise that lasted for one movie? Of course that was the mummy with <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> this mysterious project comes from Radio Silence Productions team of Matt Bettinelli Op- Oplin and Tyler Gillette. Ready or not, the recent Scream films see I should have just read it from there. And is reportedly a riff on 1936's Dracula's Daughter featuring a group of kidnappers who abduct a band of young people, one of whom ends up being the titular character. Melissa Barrera, Alicia Ware, Dan Stevens, and Giancarlo Esposito will be the stars of this film. So Giancarlo Esposito being in it, but Melissa Barrera obviously working with Radio Silence. Remember, Radio Silence was not doing the seventh screen movie, and then that fell apart because the people who are doing it made some mistakes. (laughs) If he's not Dracula... I riot. Oh, Giancarlo? <laughs> yeah. Well, it would make sense. If he's Dracula yeah. and Melissa Borrera yes. is the, the the daughter that they're talking about, that would make perfect. Yeah. I, I think I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for this movie. I knew you would be yeah. in anyways, but I'm in for this movie. Uh, next up, coming out on April 26th is Challengers. Uh, judging by the Challengers trailer, director Luca Guadagnio, sorry if I butchered that name, weaves a lighter tale than his 2022 film Bones and All. But looks in trailers can be deceiving. Challengers is the story of a married couple of tennis pros Zendaya and Mike Fest, when the struggling husband must compete in a low-end challenger event, he finds himself playing against his ex-best friend, who also happens to be his wife's ex-boyfriend, Josh O'Connor. So oh, I don't yeah. know if we'll be covering that, but it sounds like a good, decent movie. It's the tennis version of Talladega Nights, Shake and Bake, baby. It is. It is, actually, technically. <laughs> yeah, they have a, they have a threesome. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, next up, I know we are going to be covering this, May the 3rd, The Fall Guy. Uh, is 
former stuntman David Litch played, uh, or former stuntman David Litch, the director of John Wick and Deadpool 2, which is also the director of this movie, joins with former Mouseketeer Ryan Gosling to make a movie about a stuntman, which also happens to be based on the 1980s Lee Majors TV show of the same name. Judging by the trailer, the fall guy looks to be shooting for that fun mix of action, comedy, and romance as Gosling's character is called off set to investigate a real-life mystery, all in service of saving his would-be girlfriend and film director Emily Blunt's latest movie. It does look like a lot of fun, and I'm big on Ryan Gosling. He's dreamy. Ryan Gosling's great, but when are they going to make remake the '80s classic, The Greatest American Hero? They should. They should. It's it's, it's it'd be rough, but all right. I'm just going to throw this out there. This is a it looks like a horror movie. Horror scope. Horror scope comes out on May 10th. Not much is known about this Screen Gems horror flick other than its cast. It stars Jacob Bataloon, Alana Bowden, Aiden Bradley. And Avantika. And the, uh, it is directed by Spencer Cohen. By the way, if you remember that name, it's because he directed Moonfall. Oh. Judging by the title, will be a movie involving horoscopes and horror. Crazy nobody hasn't used that title already, actually. Well, I don't know if we'll be reviewing that no. or not. We yeah. might be seeing it. Who knows? Was that about the, my ex-girlfriend? Hi-yo! No, they were wrong. It was a TV miniseries as a name, too. So, therefore, somebody has used it. Ah, there you go. Let them know, Gron. Just saying. The next movie on the list we definitely have to go see, because if we don't, Ron would probably quit the show. It's on May 7th. The movie's called If. Uh, John Krasinski's directorial follow-up to A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2 is If, uh, which stars Ryan Reynolds, Fiona Shaw, Kelly Fleming, Louis Gossett Jr., and Alan Kim, plus a host of other actors who will be providing their voices, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Steve Carell, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, and more. The film's title stands for Imaginary Friend, but these are are these aren't just teddy bears see imaginary opening in march but rather imaginary friends who have been abandoned once the children who dreamt them up grew to adulthood and moved on the film will be a mix of live action cgi and melted marshmallow monstrosity uh by the way emily blunt do you think she works for her husband cheaply or do you think he she makes him pay her full rate oh i would make him foot pay my full rate I'm just I, I i believe so um also, I am 100% in on this, just based off the cast, and my love for Drop Dead Fred. I am also, <laughs> yes. I also gave me Drop Dead Fred vibes, and I'm also in on the cast, and we know Ron is in off of just one member of the cast. <laughs> it's nice that there's other members that he likes, because, I mean, he's being sold by Ryan Reynolds, I'm being sold by Louis Gossett Jr. I'm getting sold by Jim Krasinski, so, or John, or John Krasinski. Krasinski, Jim Halpert. He's not, he's, he's not in the movie, though, he's the director. So that's fine. Jim Helper can do whatever and I'll watch. I love how we're all sold by different things. Louis Gossett Jr. is my winner. because I'm just saying, Emily Blunt or John Krasinski? Oh, give me John Krasinski all day, baby. He's a very attractive I, man. He can be man crush of the year. Uh, this, oh, and listen, we should talk about this beforehand for you, maybe you, Diesel. Can can a director be man crush? Because we said they just have to do a project. Because if you want to pick John Krasinski, he is doing a project. I don't know if he's being in any movies this year, like acting, but he is directing at least one. Oh, there'll definitely be a shot of him looking directly in the camera. That's kind of his thing, you know. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, it's going to be a busy uh, month of May for us. Because May 24th, I know we'll also be covering this. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. I know me and Diesel have both enjoyed this uh, series. It's the next one in the uh, Dirty Apes line, if you will, in 2017's War of the Planet Apes. I still have to watch the last one. 
which effectively ended the story of Andy Serkis's Caesar. But now, director Wes Ball, uh, he did the Maze Runner trilogy. I don't know if I should feel good or bad about this. <laughs> will continue the story of the Apes' generations after Caesar. The trailer for the film looks great, but will Kingdom achieve the heights of the circus movies? That is always a, a hard thing because Andy Serkis did amazing in the original. Tri- uh, well, I should say the original trilogy of this uh, yeah, this yeah. version of Planet of the Apes. As someone who never cared about Planet of the Apes and then had to live through the early 2000s with the Marky Mark version, this franchise has really taken off throughout the years. I really enjoy this franchise a lot, and I was never a fan of Planet of the Apes. By the way, uh, you might want to join Patreon before May because May 24th has got a lot coming out on it because not only do we have Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, by the way, that is also uh, Memorial Day weekend here in the States. Not only do we have Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, we also have Feroza, a Mad Max saga, saga that comes on the same day. Uh, Charlize Theron's powerhouse character from Fury Road gets a prequel in George Miller's Feroza with Anna Taylor-Joy taking over the role as the young woman who is torn from her tribe and forced into servitude by Immortian Joe and the, his awfuls. Chris Hemsworth also appears only ugly as a warlord of the road called Dementus. The first trailer for this film makes it look perhaps too much like Fury Road, but if anyone has earned our goodwill, it's Miller, so let's see where this all goes. Which is true. George Miller has done some amazing works, and that's why I know we're going to be watching this. I know Planet of the Apes, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is something we've been waiting on, so it's definitely going to be the review for that week, but I know that we'll be reviewing this. Maybe even do some kind of double feature for you guys. There's... Those, this is like the first week, and I know where there's two like heavy hitters. Chances are one of them will get moved. I, I would say they're going so. for the same base. Yeah, but then again, with the big weekend, they might be able yeah. to both survive. This might be a Barbenheimer kind of situation. Maybe not at the levels, but if they can book it as such. Yeah. You know, it's all going to be how they can book it. If the two studios can get together like how they did for Oppenheimer and Barbie, you could make another Barbenheimer yeah. week. And there's enough time in the long weekend to go see both. Although there is a third movie in contention that week. And it's a family film. So that could throw a wrench in two. And that film is Garfield the movie. <laughs> so uh, might as well make a new Garfield theatrical movie, this time a fully animated one, in which case might as well have Chris Pratt voice the famously lazy cat from Jim Davis's comic strip. That who uh, That's who we have handed vocal duties for our all of our beloved characters now, right? <laughs> that was a question from IGN, by the way. Yes. What we do in the shadows, Harvey Gillian voices Odie the dog, Samuel L. Jackson takes on Vic, Garfield's long-lost cat dad, and Hannah Waddingham, Vin Rames, uh, Nicholas Holt, Cicely Strong, Harvey Gillen, uh, Brett Goldstein, and Bowen Yang, Bowen Yang are all part of the cast as well. Has there ever been a successful Garfield movie? No, but they have a hell of a cast yeah, in this one. Do. Sam Jackson, baby. The first one. Is he going to drop him? By the way, as this movie, it doesn't tell us if it's what it's rated on here, but if this movie is PG-13, we're getting a motherfucker. You know that's happening. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. All right, next up. I know that Ron's going to be chopping out the bit for this one. On June 7th, we got Ballerina. John Wick's current status may be, shall we say, unclear. But his world of assassins continues with Ballerina, which is a spin-off side pool that takes place between John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, and John Wick Chapter 4. Ana de Aramis stars as Rooney, played by Unity Fallon in Chapter 3, the ballerina of the title who is seeking Wiconian-style revenge for the murder of her family. Underworld director Len Wiseman takes the helm for ballerina. I don't know. They did not sell me on uh, Len Wiseman for sure. No. No, no, and... I, Ron, we're putting it on the schedule. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Ron's like, you fuck you. Isn't it? I can do it. 
You know what we're going to put on the schedule, though, Ron, just for Diesel? Because we like to make Diesel go see sequels to older movies that are questionable. Look at Expendables 4. Look at Fast <laughs> X. Ladies and gentlemen, on June 14th, we're going to add to that list. Bad Boys 4. Nice. The, the third film in the Bad Boys series, Bad Boys for Life, was released in 2020. So Bad Boys 4, which is not the final title of the film, is coming fairly quickly considering the 17-year gap between Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys 3. And the eight-year gap between the first film and the second. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are, of course, back again with Bad Boys for Life and Ms. Marvel directors Adele and Bilal also returning for more fun. It's not going to be a good... I will just want to point this out there. Bad boys, Diesel. You know why they're going so quickly? Will Smith needs work. <laughs> Will, Smith, Will Smith needs work, and they definitely titled the last movie wrong because this one should have been Bad Boys for Life. That's true. They they, they, <laughs> they missed. They dropped the ball. Uh, June 28th, though, is like a movie that I know that uh, myself and Ron are definitely looking forward to. Diesel, I don't know if he's in on this one. A Quiet Place Day One. Uh, director Michael Cernowski left an impression with 2021's Nick Cage drama Pig, and he's certainly an interesting choice for this prequel slash spinoff to the John Krasinski Emily Blunt horror series. Uh, Lupito Ningawa uh, and Joseph Quinn, Stranger Things Eddie Munson, Alex Wolf in Dijman Hansu star in the film, which will presumably fill in some of the blanks regarding the nasty aliens from the first two installments. Though part two did already give us a flashback to start off their invasion. Uh, I want to say this. Anything that Digimon Hansu is in, I'm going to see. Yeah, true. And I also like the Quiet Place movie. So I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. Obviously, this is not a Krasinski film. But I, I, I like the world that he created. Oh, yeah. So I definitely think I'll be going to see it. Uh, Diesel, we'll, we'll get back to you on well, it. I got to see a trailer first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know a movie that uh, July 4th weekend is going to be a big one. Despicable Me 4. We're not going to take too much time. We're probably not going to cover it because we don't usually do too many family movies. But I am a fan of the uh, Despicable Me series. I'm a big fan of the Minions. I'm not going to lie. I know they're <laughs> cheesy and corny, but let's be honest. Sometimes you got to do a family kids movie. Yeah, th- these ones never spoke to me as as much as they did to you. Like, like for me, like The Incredibles got me Mega Mind. Um, but like, I-, I did enjoy a couple of the Despicable Me movies. Yeah, and of course, uh, it is noted that Steve Carell will be back as the voice crew, so that's always awesome. Uh, here's a movie that we have been kind of... Uh, there's next two weeks of the 3FN show, this because these are both getting locked in, as long as they don't get pushed back or moved. July 19th, Diesel, your wait is over. It's been 28 years that you've been waiting for this film. Twisters hits the, uh, hits the theater <laughs> July 19th. You want to see cows getting sucked up by tornadoes on the big screen, right? <sighs> of course you do. And we all also hope that the cows will be just fine afterward. I don't know about that. No. And hence, Twisters was born. The 28 years later sequel to the memorable Bill Paxton Helen Hunt disaster flick, Twister. Normal People's Daisy Edgar Jones will star in the film with Lee Isaac Chung, who was Oscar-dominated for 2020's Minari, directing. Getting an Oscar nom is one thing, but successfully getting a cow to spin in a tornado while your leads make wisecracks, that will take true talent. I love how IGN gets salty in their uh, reporting. By the way, these are IGN's words when I'm reading them. It's fucking great. <laughs> Diesel, oh. Twisters, this is this is custom made for you. Speaking of, actually, that's the second movie, right, of yeah. uh, nostalgia movies we're going to yes. make them go see? <laughs> Finger of God, man. Oh. Hey, listen. I, listen. We've uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. A lot of the cast. No, I was going to say a lot of the cast cannot return because of that, oh. especially the the bigger parts. Yeah, 
Oh man, they, they, I, I'm I, kind of interested in what they do. I'm going to be honest, I am interested, but I don't know how much faith I have. And it doesn't say if Helen Hunt's coming back or not. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing this. I, it's just going to be more if it's going to be for the spectacle of it all, over the the quality of it all. <laughs> well, Ron, you won't have to watch. Uh, you know, we already have it for Ryan Reynolds. But I can tell you, you won't have to worry about watching some crappy movie literally the day before the award show, <laughs> or actually the day of the award show, so you can get your man crush in. Because he's not in just one movie next year, he's in two. Although one of those movies is supposed to come out this year, and that movie comes out on July the 26th. That would be Deadpool 3. Finally. And uh, this is what IGN writes, by the way. I should have been saying this the whole time. Yep, Marvel Studios is just one movie coming out in 2024, and it's the third entry in a series that didn't even used to be part of the MCU. That said, Deadpool doesn't really play by regular universe rules anyway, and if the leaks from this film set are to be believed, that will continue to be the case as all manner of non-MCU Marvel characters could show up here. That includes Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, who teams with Ryan Reynolds' Wade Wilson, again after their unfortunate meeting in X-Men Origins Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was a good one. I do love IGN. Uh, Deadpool 3 is going to be a lot of fun, in my opinion. We've all seen leaked film set stuff. I'm not going to jump into all the leaks and all the supposed ones. I hope that everything is true, by the way, because this is going to make it the greatest all-star comic book movie of all time. I'm just throwing that out there, if the leaks were true. Yes. Uh, Next up, Borderlands comes out on August 9th. Director Eli Roth, Hostile Thanksgiving, brings the space western game to the big screen with Kate Blanchett starring as Lilith alongside Kevin Hart as Roland, Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Tannis, and Jack Black voicing the robot Claptrap. I didn't want to have to be too uh, slavish to the game, Roth told IGN in November. I didn't just want to film the game. We wanted to tell a great story on its own, but of course it's loaded with Easter eggs for the fans. Listen, Eli Roth directing always gets me piques my interest. Yeah. On top of this, I love the Borderlands games, and that is a fucking cast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it is. And we have precedent set with Jack Black in video game movies. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, he broke the curse. <laughs> yep. well, I mean, Sonic broke the curse technically first, but Jack Black and <laughs> Super Mario, this is great. Yeah. And of course, he's only voicing the robot because I'm glad they are doing a CGI version yeah. of Claptrap because I don't know if I'd like a live action one, <laughs> but I am also glad that it's being voiced by Jack Black. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I know you gentlemen are also probably yeah. in. Hopefully there's a Peaches-like song in this movie. <laughs> peaches, Peaches, Peaches. Or he, he should just do Peaches just for shits and gigs. Yeah. That's Claptrap. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's being put out by the same studio, but if, it's, if it is, then you don't have to pay for the rights. If it's not, pay for the rights. Uh, next up, I know that those, those of us who are Alien fans who sometimes hate where the studio has gone with the movies will be ex- at least excited to check it out. It might be good, might not be bad, but on uh, August 16th, Alien. Uh, colon Romulus comes out. Oh, that's right. Uh, this is what IGN writes. How many alien movies does this make now? Not counting the Alien versus Predator films? Why would you? <laughs> they're, they're, they're sarcastic. The sarcasm is great. <laughs> alien Romulus is the seventh installment. There's also a TV series currently in the works as well. This is this movie will be directed by Fetty Alvarez, uh, Evil Dead and Don't okay. Breathe. So, great director. Okay. Uh, Romulus is set between the first movie and the second, which actually gives the filmmaker a wide time period to play with since since pushes up glasses this is all in parentheses by the way ripley was in cryogenic sleep for 57 years when aliens opens so there's a 57 year gap between alien aliens according to the movies not much else is known about the film at this point but kaylee spaney priscilla will star so that she was the she played priscilla in the movie priscilla okay okay so she will be the star it's directed by fetty alvarez that's enough to get me to go and i i love the alien movies yeah listen some of them were terrible 
Not, uh, the Pre- Alien vs. Predator movies, I'm also not a fan of, and I've desired IGN, but I've always been a fan of the series. Yeah. Take the bad ones for what they are, take the other ones. Speaking of uh, bad ones, and I can't wait for what IGN writes here, <laughs> August 30th, and we will definitely be covering this, Craven the Hunter. Uh, the second film from Sony's Spider-Man universe to be released in 2024, Craven the Hunter, has been a long time coming, having previously been scheduled for January of 2023 and then October. But the latest attempt at turning a Spider-Man villain into an anti-hero is finally arriving this summer with Aaron Taylor Johnson playing the title role, a master hunter who also has superpowers. Will the film connect to Spider-Man in any meaningful way? Probably not, <laughs> judging by how Morbius and the Venom films have gone, but we'll have to wait and see. I love their spunk over there. Um, are you excited for Craven? Is this one of the ones that excited you? Excited is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's just the inner misogyny in me, but I'm more amped, not amped, amped too strong of a word again, more willing to go see this than I am um, Madam Web. I'm also with you. I think if we're talking about in order, we'll talk about the third one when it gets there. But if you're going in order, I think this is definitely the the one I'm, as of right now, most excited to see in the Sony Spider-Man-verse. Least disappointed to have to go see. (laughs) Well, you know what movie we all should be excited to go see? On September 6th, Beetlejuice 2. Michael Keaton already came back as Batman, so why not as Beetlejuice? That uh, that he's teaming with original Beetlejuice and Batman director Tim Burton only makes this sequel sound more intriguing. Wednesday creators Alfred Goh and Miles Millar wrote the script, and the star of the show, Jenna Ortega, will also appear in the film alongside original cast members Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara. William Defoe, Monica Bellucci, and Justin Thoreau will also be hanging with the ghost with the most for Beetlejuice 2, which comes out 36 years after the first film. I'm excited for this one. I'm not going to lie. I am too. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Good memories of Beetlejuice plus the new hotness that is Jenna Ortega on the scene. What's not to love? Yeah. And, and on top of that, you like I said, you got Michael Keaton come back. And you also have Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. And listen, Tim Burton and Michael Keaton are a hell of a team. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do here. And like I said, they, they're returning most of the cast. And then they're adding Willem Dafoe and Monica Bellucci and Justin Thoreau. Yeah. Like they're, they're adding a cast to this bad boy. Yeah. I don't, can't be bad. September 13th is made for Ronald. And uh, not only is it made for Ronald, but it also marks the time that this this uh, certain film is going back since the 1980s into the cartoon movie realm. Major uh, release cartoon movie realm. Yeah. And that's right. Transformers yeah. 1 yep. is released. Uh, this is what IGN writes. Ron, so if you get mad, it's not on me. No, that's fine. The animated Transformers 1 is an origin story for everyone's favorite robots in disguise that is being directed by Josh Cooley, who did Star uh, Toy Story 4, sorry. Crims, oh, Crims. Chris Hemsworth voices a young Optimus Prime, opposite a presumably also young Megatron, who is being voiced by Brian, by Brian Tyree Henry. And of course, uh, IGN wanted to make me fuck this up so it, it, it scrolled back up on me. So I, I, I truly apologize to everybody that I'm buying time right now, but this is a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, so then in a t- story that depicts how the two went from allies to legendary foes destined for toy shelves everywhere. Also starring are Scarlett Johansson as Alita, Keegan-Michael Key as Bumblebee, John Hamm as Sentinel Prime, and Lawrence Fishburne as Alpha Trion. Nice. So that's a pretty awesome cast there. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm pumped. Also... Oh, sorry, Ron. No, no, it's 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 sounds it's supposed to be like the like you said it says an or, origin, but it's because there was never really an origin for these because it was just a toy to sell, and it was just a half an hour commercial. So like they can do whatever they want. I know we have comic books and stuff, and they're just trying to push forward to make a better 
cinema. Hasbro's making that money. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I'm good with it. I'm I just had it. to lay off a lot of people. I need to start recouping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're we're not upset. We we are not condoning they're laying off yeah. people. It's just kind of interesting that they're laying off people while making big budget movies. Interesting it happens. Uh, next up, I know that you'll also be excited for this, Ron, and I will. And D- Diesel shan't be watching. On September 27th, we get Saw 11. Ooh, wow. uh, IGN writes, the first Saw movie debuted in 2004 and was such a hit that a sequel came every year after through 2010. There was a seven-year break after that. Uh, jigsaw fatigue, don't you know? But here, there have been three films since then, including Saw X from 20- September 2023. That movie made about $107 million, and so we're uh, back on the yearly schedule for now, anyway. <laughs> With Saw 11 coming in September of 2024. Will the long dead Jigsaw return again? Probably. I would assume, I would assume this is a direct sequel to uh, uh, ten, Saw 10. Saw X, X whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I saw X was great. Yeah. I mean, me and Ryan both thought the world of it. It's a very yes. good movie. Uh, next up is a movie I know we'll also be reviewing, and it comes out a week after. Go figure. October the 4th, Joker, Folly Adieu. Uh, hey, uh, IGN writes, ready? Hey, like Marvel Studios, DC also only has one movie coming out this year. Unlike Marvel Studios, however, this one isn't part of their shared universe, which is true. Joaquin Phoenix returns as the Joker, along with the previous film's director, Todd Phillips. And this time, they have a not-so-secret weapon joining them in Lady Gaga, who will be playing Harley Quinn in the sequel. The the original Joker came out in 2019 and was supposed to be a one-off, but it's funny how that can change after you bring in a billion dollars worldwide and win a couple of Oscars, including Best Actor for Phoenix. I like how they took shots even at the end. IGN, man, they're salty. <laughs> We're going to have to do the IGN list for more yeah. things, guys. Uh, what are you guys thinking about Joker, Fali, Adieu? As the resident musical lover, and we all love comic book movies, I don't want these worlds colliding. Yeah, I agree. I'm very hesitant on this one, and I love the first Joker movie, but this one has me very hesitant. I'm going to start out by saying Todd Phillips makes me always hesitant. He either hits home runs or he doesn't. I, I love him in the comedy world. He was great for Road Trip, um, the Hangover movies. Like, I think he's a great comedic director, and I did love the first Joker But yeah, Todd Phillips is kind of a wild card on this, I think. Yeah, yeah. Todd Phillips is always going to be the wild yeah. card. And I mean, he, he's done some good things, but um, next up in the horror realm, and I know me and Ron will enjoy doing this one, October 18th, Smile 2. Yeah. 2022 Smile was an unlikely horror hit moving from a planned streaming debut on Paramount Plus to a bona fide $200 million plus theatrical release. So you can bet your pearly whites that a sequel is coming and that it will be perfectly timed to a Halloween release as well. Parker Finn, who made his feature debut with the first film, returns to direct Smile 2, though few other details are known about the project at this time. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in. Smile I mean, 1 was good enough, and I it, know that uh, Ron is in. It's a good, it, was, it was a good solid movie, a new, nice new horror Ask icon if they do it right. And from the judgment of the shaking of heads, Diesel shan't be watching this one. And I'm really hoping they don't do their gorilla promotions for this again. I, I need to see do. the smiling face on an MLB <laughs> game. They will. I, I hope they do. I hope they I hope they move it to magic coverage so you really see it. Or they put the smiles on magic packaging for a while. I'm sure I'm sure they will, because why not? They'll cross it over with everything. It, it's bound to happen. Well, next up, speaking of the uh, spooky time of the year, October 25th, Wolfman comes out. Lee Winnell nailed his Universal Monster redo with The Invisible Man in 2020, and now he's got a Wolfman take in the works with Blumhouse producing. Uh, Christopher Abbott, Poor Things stars, replacing Ryan Gosling in uh, what will presumably be the hairy title role. 
Okay. So uh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Uh, they did a good job with Invisible Man. I don't know if Diesel, you no. saw that. Uh, I think you'd be okay with Invisible Man if you ever want to see it. Wolfman is also if it, no. if he does what he did with Invisible Man, I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm, especially if he gives a new take on it. Yeah, because Invisible Man was way better than I thought it was going to be, and it's not that bad. So yeah. I think. I yeah. think oh yeah, be. like when we're talking like the old Universal monsters and stuff like that being updated i'm yeah. fine with that the only the only thing the only scene that throws me out is the stupid attic scene with the paint oh yeah when all of a sudden yeah because 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 he puts paint in the attic yeah <laughs> you see him painting it you not to give anything away but you see him painting a room when she first gets there blah blah, blah. and then later in the movie she's hiding in the attic but the paint that he was painting he put in the attic it's yeah, like for reasons obviously. yeah uh next up speaking of the trifecta of sony spider-man universe november 8th venom 3 Here's the third and final film of the year in the awkwardly named Sony Spider-Man universe lineup. And it's also the one that has the best chance at success. Tom Hardy's first two Venom movies were over the top, but fun. And there's no denying the appeal of his character to fans. Hardy's back, of course, as the dual personality man-monster, joined this time out by Juno Temple and Chihuahua Elfor. Uh, though it remains to be seen what roles they'll play, you can bet at least one of them will be bonded with a symbiote, though. See, even IGN says that Venom 2 was fun. <laughs> How do you feel about saying that? Oh, we will definitely be watching this. We have Tom Hardy in the running for Man Crush of the Year, and it can't be worse than Venom 2. <laughs> I hope. There you go. Hopefully. I love it. He's like, huh? Maybe. <sighs> Next up, speaking of which, coming out on November 8th, The Amateur. Uh, Remy Malik stars in this thriller from director James Hawes, which is based on the novel of the same name by Robert Little. The book was previously made into a 1981 film that starred John Savage and Christopher Plummer. The uh, Amateur's plot deals with a CIA cryptographer whose wife is killed in a terrorist attack and the lengths he goes to, to for revenge, including blackmailing his employer. Uh, if you give me Remy Malik in a movie, I'm in. If you give me vigilante movies, I'm in. Until Silent Night. So I think enough time will have passed. I'll be psyched for this. On top of that, it's Remy Malik. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. fan. Uh, next up, which we won't be covering, but I'm just going to give it a quick shout out. Also on November 8th, it has to compete with all that other stuff. Paddington in Peru. <laughs> so we're going back to Paddington and he's going to be in Peru. Nice. Okay. I've not watched any of the Paddington <laughs> movies. Apparently, Paddington, Paddington 2 is like referred to as a cinematic masterpiece, and I might have to watch it just heard, to find I've, out. I've why. heard that too. Yeah, they even make fun of it a little bit in uh, the the that Nick Cage film with Pedro Pascal. Yeah, the the, the immense the, the immense way of unbearable talent. Yeah. Or something like that. I always forget the name. It was yeah. a fun movie though. All right, guys. Remember how I said earlier, Diesel, we like to make you go see movies that are past their uh, <laughs> due date, older, that are making remakes or sequels. Well, you got another one this year. You're, you're, you're batting for four. And we're definitely seeing this one, guys. And I can't wait to hear what IGN writes because I don't know if they're going with the original plan for this movie or not. So we'll find out <laughs> together. Uh, November 22nd, Gladiator 2. Oh, Oh, no. It's hard to believe this movie is actually happening. Sure, we've heard talk about it for years, but the first Gladiator was such a big deal back in 2000, it even became a running gag on The Sopranos at one point. And the Ridley Scott film ended so definitively and beautifully that a sequel always seemed like it ran the risk of becoming too much of a good thing. It still does, as a matter of fact, but Scott is back to direct all the same from a script by David Scarpa, who also wrote Napoleon and All the Money in the World for The Helmer. The story focuses on Lucius, Paul Mescal, Connie Nielsen's son from the first film, who is now an adult and presumably ready to do some gladiatoring. 
That's how they put it. That's a nice <laughs> verb. Yeah. Nielsen is back for the sequel, and Denzel Washington also appears. Okay. I know some of the rumors that have been talked about throughout the Gladiator 2 pitches. Oh, we got to wait to see the trailers, because... <laughs> well, originally, and it doesn't look like they're going with it, but originally Gladiator 2 was pitched to be a, a, a time-traveling yeah. movie. That the, the, the titular Gladiator was going to travel through time. Yep. Thankfully, it doesn't look like that's what we're getting. This it, is, it could be a lie. It could change. I mean, there is that famous flub in Gladiator where you see a f- plane flying overhead, so maybe they're just trying to fix canon. Maybe. <laughs> I always thought that that was weird, that the original pitch for Gladiator 2, like right after it was successful, was like, okay, we're going to take him and we're going to put Maximus through time. <laughs> time travel. Well, that, that that's like an 80s cliche. So. <laughs> right, but it was 2000. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that, I'm just saying, somebody was somebody was remembering the 80s. Cause, like, the 80s went to everything time travel. But I'm saying, with Nielsen being back as, uh, you know, playing her role as, uh, you know, from the first movie and carrying it on with her son, who is very close to Maximus, yeah. you know, you could even uh, be led to believe that he might have been uh, <laughs> the, the product of Maximus yeah. at some points in that movie. Uh, but uh, looking at that, I think they're just going to the next level. Yeah. Now, the question is, do we get like a weird, like, you know, the first movie, and, and mind you, it was one of the movies I didn't crap on too much for. Remember the first movie had like some weird dream sequences in it where he would see his family and yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. wonder if the young Lucius will see Maximus in, in, the, afterlife. in, in the afterlife to guide him. I would, I would actually be okay with that because it would be a good way to get Russell Crowe on screen, no. give a throwback to the first. And also because they've already set that precedent, like what we talk about in movies, when you do the shit when it's not a precedent, you're like, okay, that throws me off. But if it is, it's a precedent yeah. from the first film, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'm yep. fine with it. They, they've, in the world of Gladiator, they showed us that this exists and it'd be cool. And if he does go gladiatoring, and he pull, picks up the helmet that uh, Maximus wore. I'm all in because that helmet was badass. <laughs> but he has to deliver the. It, he has to do the dialogue that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin did for WrestleMania 21. <laughs> I'm the drinker. I'm a I'm beer drinker amongst beer drinkers. <laughs> I'm an no. ass kicker amongst ass kickers. No, he's got to do the speech from Rocky Four. <laughs> if I can change, <laughs> if you can change. change. Oh man. Oh right. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Well, man. on November 27th, and I'm excited for this, and I think Diesel will be too, because you are the resident musical guy, and it is going to be uh, right around. I'm assuming uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, Wicked Part One comes out. Of course, uh, if you don't know, this is what IGN wrote about it, but Wicked is the Broadway production for The Wicked Witch of the West. So, but we will read from IGN. It says, With a puff of red smoke, the musical Wicked is teleporting to the big screen in the adaptation from director John M. Chu, uh, who did In the Heights. A retelling of, uh, na- uh, the, a retelling of how Ephelba Af- Throop, Th- Cynthia Arrivo, became the Wicked Witch of the West of the Wizard of Oz infamy unfolds here. With Ariana Grande playing Glenda Upland, Destined to be the Good Witch, Part 2 is currently scheduled for a November 26, 2025 release. I kind of think it's weird that Ariana Grande is going to play Glenda the Good Witch, but I'm in. Well, Wicked also plays on the the fact that the Wicked Witch wasn't really wicked and Glenda wasn't really good, so I kind of actually enjoy that casting. I know. I think it's that's why I said I wasn't really, because really when you think of Ariana Grande, she's very much always the good girl, so that could kind of be a cool yeah. twist. I'm, yeah. I'm saying that I didn't picture her, but I yeah. it might be good. I'm a fan of Wicked. I have seen Wicked, the musical, yep, so and, I am a fan. And it's you know based off of like a weird take on The Wizard of Oz prequels, which I did enjoy the James Franco Mila Kunis one as well. Oh, I did. I yep. absolutely so, did. Oz yeah. the Great and Powerful? Yes. yes. Yeah. So this has some 
I, I, I'm in. I'm interested. By the way, at the end of this month, if you guys didn't know, The Wizard of Oz is being re-released to theaters on the 27th, 28th, and 29th of January. I will be in the theater on one of those days, at least, to see The Wizard of Oz on the big screen. <laughs> I have never seen The Wizard of Oz on the big screen, and I want to see it on the big screen. I think I saw it in a drive-in when I was younger. By the way, it was on loop this past uh, Christmas on one of the no. channels, and I actually watched it in its entirety. My wife went to talk to me at one point. I'm like, man, we're off to see the wizard. I am listening to The Wizard of Oz right now. Calm it down. Calm it down. It was something important, too, and I'm just like, Wizard of Oz. You see the Wizard of Oz on, you start singing. <laughs> and then she sat down and started singing. So she was like, okay, we're good. That's yeah. what we do. Once the Lollipop Guild is done singing, then you can speak. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard of Oz is on. We do not interrupt the Wizard of Oz in this house. No matter what it's for. <laughs> no matter what. Actually, we also, actually, we caught parts of it another time. And we were talking about, like, the fucked up things in the Wizard oh, of Oz. Right. Like the first ten men dying of pretty much fucking aluminum poisoning from being covered in aluminum paint. And, and all and the witch, Wicked Witch of the West getting burnt yes. in one scene really badly. And, yeah, not not the fake stuff. Like the fake mm. hanging little person. That didn't actually happen. Uh, but there was a what? lot of real stuff. There was a lot of real stuff that happened on that set. <laughs> Julie Garland being uh, assaulted by the little people, if you will. Yeah, go look up all those stories. It was fucked. There's a lot of shit that went wrong on that fucking set. All right. Let's get in. We're almost at the end of the year, gentlemen, and the end of the preview show. And uh, December 13th, we get an untitled Karate Kid movie. Yes. Uh, we're going to go from what IGN said, and then I want to talk about the announcement, how they made the announcement. So, first and foremost, this, for this film, Ralph Macchio, the OG Karate Kid, is teaming with Jackie Chan, who starred in the 2010 reimagining of the Karate Kid, which I guess is now just part of the bigger Karate Kid cinematic universe. The pair will play their characters from their respective films, but uh, conspicuous by its absence in the announcement of this movie was any mention of the gang from the Cobra Kai TV show, especially William Zabka's Johnny Lawrence. Sony's says a global search is underway to find the new Karate Kid who will presumably be trained by Chan and Machio here. Just give us a high school karate rumble or we riot <laughs> with a high school karate rumble, I guess. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. Did you see the trailer they did, the announcement? No. Ralph Machio and Jackie Chan did an announcement and they said, we're looking for the new uh, Karate Kid. As a matter of fact, they hashtag, use hashtag Karate Kid movie and send videos and stuff through social media because they're looking for who's going to be the next Karate Kid that way. I actually kind of dig this in a way, but I also don't kind of dig this in a way. Uh, so let's start with how I don't dig it. Cobra Kai is a thing. Yeah. And... I'm assuming if you want to do this, the best way would be to involve Cobra Kai to like not pretend it doesn't exist to like have this. Yes, we're looking for a new karate kid, but you know, the Cobra Kai kids might make cameo, make reference. I would enjoy that because I hope that if they're doing a universe where yeah. we're bringing everything together, that's going to be the case. That is my only part that I'm hesitant on because Cobra Kai has been so good. Yeah. Why would you just ignore that to make another movie? I mean, I understand cash grab. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But Ralph Macchio has done a good job of being like the protector of the Karate Kid, if you will. Yeah. So I don't think he would sign on with anything that would hurt the project. Uh, here's what I like. I actually do like the fact that we're taking, you know, because obviously uh, Pat Morita is, is, is yeah. passed away. You know, the great, the late, great Mr. Miyagi, if you will. So if we're going to have a Mr. Miyagi, which I think we have to have, or maybe Mr. Miyagi's brother, maybe they write it in a little differently. You have Jackie Chan, who did play Mr. Miyagi in the reimagining, but you could always explain that it's Mr. Miyagi's brother. Yeah. You know, and you if you use the show, you can use Chosen to be like, oh, you know, we'll bring him over, whatever yeah. you want to do. Or also, I think if you use the show, you can use the show's next season as a way to plug this yes. movie, but, you know, whatever. I'm all right with it, though. And if, like, granted, like, the Cobra, kids, uh, Cobra Kai kids are getting older, 
but they do have some younger characters. Kenny could be the next co- uh, Karate Kid. True. That's true. You could. And we needed a redemption arc for him. I could right, but like I said, if, if they're looking for a new one, I'm assuming they're trying to find somebody else, which is kind of sad. I wish they would use somebody like a Kenny. Uh, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see what plays out. Uh, next up is an animated movie coming out on December 13th also. Uh, not in my wheelhouse, but we'll talk about it. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, The War of Rurim. Rurim? Rurim? <laughs> I don't know. If I said it wrong, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Uh, let's read what IGN says. Kenji Kamayama uh, who did Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, Blade Runner Black Lotus, directs this animated feature, which reportedly takes place about 200 years before The Hobbit. Brian Cox will voice Helm Hammerhand, the King of Rohan, the namesake of what we will recognize as Helm's Deep. Hey, have the that Lego set. Confusionally, this film has nothing to do with The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Rings of Power TV show, what takes place in Middle-earth's second age, other than being based on a small sliver of J.R.R. Tolkien's work. So this is just basically made up shit in that room. Yeah. They slap the name on it to make money. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, the old money grab. <laughs> December 20th, right before Christmas, family movie time. And there's some awesome ones that we'll probably be going to see. First up. Mufasa, The Lion King. IGN reads, This prequel to Disney's live action, The Lion King, comes from Oscar-winning director Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight and The Underground Railroad, and tells of the earlier lives of Mufasa and Scar, uh, being voiced by Aaron Pierre and Kelvin Harrison Jr., respectively, those lion brothers who are destined for tragedy and betrayal. This is what Jenkins told IGN about the film in 2022. I think for kids, it's really important to understand that people aren't born perfect. They aren't just kings. Their experiences shape them. So you can expect to go on this journey and understand how Mufasa's friends, his family, his experiences shaped him and made him the person he is. Or I should say lion he is. Uh, But he said, I'm just reading what it says. Uh, So Mufasa the Lion King. I know we like the Lion King, so that's going to be awesome. Also coming out, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, December 20th. Uh, Of course, that's stiff competition for Mufasa the Lion King. Maybe Disney might think about moving it. Because Sonic the Hedgehog World Dominance continues with the third installment in the Ben Schwartz starring live action with some animation, of course, series. Presumably, Colleen O'Shaughnessy and Idris Elba will also be back to voice the Blue Blurs, Pals, Tails, and Knuckles. And Shadow the Hedgehog will also make his debut in the movie. Sonic 3 is directed by Jeff. Fowler making this a hedgehog hat trick for him, so he's done all the movies. Yep. Uh, that and those movies have been great, yeah, yeah. good franchise. So, this one, no reason to have any fear for this. <laughs> yeah, we've got two movies coming out on Christmas Day, and ironically enough, they are both horror films. Ooh. And uh, one of them, I know you will definitely go see Diesel because on December 25th, Nosferatu comes yep. out. Oh, nice. Uh, Robert Eggers, the beautiful madman behind The Witch, The Lighthouse, and most recently, The Northman, is turning his attention to the horror of Nosferatu some 102 years after the original F.W. Marnot film was released. Who else but Bill Skarsgård has been cast as Count Orlock, while Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, and Aaron Taylor Johnson are among the humans forced to deal with the vampire. Funnily enough, Willem Dafoe also appears in the film, having already played a vampiric version of actor Max Schreck, who starred as Orlock in 1922, in the fictionalized making of Nosferatu film Shadow of the Vampire. So that's cool that they're bringing back in William Defoe, kind of in a, in a weird twist yep. away. But I love this cast. Yeah, great yeah. young cast of up-and-comers that have been like making their mark in Hollywood. So yeah, this is a... Yeah, I'm in. And let's be honest, Eggers loves working with the Scars Guards. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm all right with that, uh, completely. But Nicholas Holt, man, he's doing everything. Yeah. He's uh, going to be Lex Luthor. 
Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't hear that announcement? No, yeah, 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 nice. yeah. Yep. He's, been, he's been announced and confirmed by James Gunn. He'll be Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. Nice. Which I do not know if it's coming. I think they're aiming for 2025 for that. Nice. Which, once again, if they get it done early, maybe they'll try to sneak it into 2024. And the last movie we have on our list to talk about is an untitled Jordan Peele film also coming out on Christmas Day. We don't know anything about it yet other than that we want to see it, but Jordan Peele's fourth film as a feature director will be released on Christmas in 2024. It'll probably be scary, is what they put. And yes, let's be honest, it will be a horror film. That's why it's the two horror films on Christmas. And it'll have an obscure name. Oh, probably. (laughs) And then on top of that, I will say this. uh, They didn't mention Terrifier 3 will also be uh, released in the fall or early winter of 2024 as well uh, because it does deal with Christmas. So assuming they'll get to the November, January time, just we don't have a time on that because usually indie films don't get times early. Well, that is the list of movies. Mind you, there's a ton more coming on 2024, but as, as long as it took us to go through that list, it would take us even longer. Those are pretty much all the major movies. Now that we've gotten there, before we pass it on over to find out what Ron's hating on this year for a full year, a little tease tease, let's uh, talk about it. We just talked about the list. I want to get you guys' opinions on what you guys are most looking forward to. It doesn't have to be a certain amount. You Don't go too long, but don't go too short on what you're really looking forward to in 2024. I'm going to start with you, Ron. What are you looking most forward to in the year 2024 with movies? Overall, like the genre of horror seems like it's got a good year coming with all, you know, spread out through the year. Yeah, we had the big jump, at you know, during the Halloween season and all that stuff. But like, you know, like imaginary coming out early. That seems like a good fun. We got Night Swim that's coming out in two weeks or whatever. You know, that I I don't know why I'm intrigued to see that movie. I don't I don't get it. Like it, it's a pool. I'm still intrigued as well. I, I'm just intrigued. I don't get it. I don't it's not the trailer didn't push me over anything, just the concept just intrigues me. Yeah. So I just think like this year horror, for horror fans, it's going to be a good solid year. Overall, like of course we've been waiting for Deadpool for an extra year with the strike and all that stuff. And yes, I get it. Ryan Reynolds, every, you can make the jokes, whatever, but it's yeah, Deadpool. Yeah. I just watched Deadpool too the, uh, uh, the other night because I was bored. Yeah, yeah, my copies of my prison wallet. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just, they're fun movies. And I want to see where it goes and how they connect everything yeah. because that's what they're going to do. Um, you know, then you got you go through, you know, obviously the Transformers movie I get. I, I'll see it, obviously. I don't care if it hits or doesn't. I just know what they're trying to do. I mean, obviously, when they're trying to make better origins because if you go through the history of transformers it was a half an hour cartoon for a toy to sell toys for hasbro and then you had the european line that was more in the marvel comics in europe pushed more of the stories and it kind of they're just trying to make it everything coincide and mm-hmm. blend a little bit better gotcha so i mean overall i think it's going to be a good time for horror the action movies are there as always we'll see how they go i go i think it's a good year for movies obviously because of the strikes are over so I think that's going to push a lot of these things out. And there might be a lot more uh, that just pop up periodically that we yeah. don't know about yet. Yeah, there's some that we didn't list there and some yeah. that probably are going to come out. Like I said, we don't know how far along they are with Superman Legacy. I know they're aiming for 2025, but you never know. They might pop in at some time. Uh, Diesel, what are you most looking forward to in 2024 as far as the movies? I'm just going to piggyback on what Ron said with you know, how it's going to be a good year for movies. And we know that Sony is going to be dropping the hits this year. In a year of comic book fatigue where they're giving <laughs> us a little bit of a break, they're there to pick up the slack. Just cannot wait for Craven, Madam Web, and Venom 3. <laughs> I just want—I do want to add to you a piggyback on that. Isn't it strange that the two big studios, Marvel and DC, both realize that there might be some fatigue, so we're not putting out movies like they have one each yep which were already pre-planned actually in both cases i do believe that they were scheduled to come out this year yep. and then they just pushed them back 
And Sony's like, nah, guys. Well, you, well, they sleep. We make the money. And it's like, uh, but you never make the money. Yeah. But in all seriousness, like the movie I'm most hyped for, and I've been hyped since we saw the first one, Dune Part Two. The cast is tremendous, and I've was never a Dune fan. Never read the books, but since we've seen Dune, I've delved into that world, and there's a lot of stuff that they can do with this, and I'm super excited for it. Um, aside from that, we do have some other cast-driven movies that I'm super excited about that I didn't even know about, like the Nosferatu one. There's a lot of good movies that are coming out that have casts that I deeply respect and cannot wait to see. I love the ensembles this year. Yeah. There's there's a lot of those out there that I was like, like even If. If's got a great yeah. ensemble thing going on. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, there's a lot of movies that are coming out that are either sequels or, uh, you know, not the long ones. I'm not talking about Bad Boys 4, but I'm talking about, like, Godzilla or Kong X Godzilla, uh, New Empire, or Ghostbusters, the the Frozen Empire. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. There's movies that I've lo- liked in that. There's lines that they're getting the sequels or the next parts of their chapter, so obviously it's like, okay, that's awesome, that's cool. There's some stuff like, uh, I, know it's, I know that me and Ron both had the same reaction when we saw the trailer originally. Imaginary looks like it could be. One of yeah. those sleeper films like a Megan. Um, I think that there's a lot of great stuff in horror. I'm going to uh, hearken that. Like, think about this for horror. And I know that Diesel will be seeing these movies because Diesel doesn't see like the the certain horror movies, but he loves like those universe monsters. We have two new Universal monster movies and a Nosferatu movie yeah. coming out. Yeah, in 2024. Like, like that's amazing to me that there's going to be a Dracula's Daughter kind of movie, a Wolfman movie. Brought to you by Lee Winnell, who does an amazing job. And then, of course, the Nosferatu film by Robert Eggers, who does an amazing job. It's going to be artsy as hell, but it, it's going to be great, and it's got a great cast. Uh, so, like, you have those three movies coming at you. But on top of that, we got Saw 11 after Saw X. Does a great job. You got Smile 2, which we'll see what they do with it. It was a crazy film. I don't know if it... this That's a movie where a sequel makes me tentative, but I'm going to still go see it because I, I enjoyed I the first. No, I agree, but I think it's as a new monster thing out there i think it was a great idea another question mark for me but i'm excited for is quiet place yeah the new quiet because we haven't we haven't seen one that john krasinski hasn't done so and it, they're going at this from when it all started so there's going to be a lot of mistakes made by the humans yeah of course because obviously they don't know all the rules coming up they give a kid a toy with a battery on it oh man dude <laughs> possibly i gotta say this possibly the greatest surprise moment a horror movie of all time i know you have never seen quiet place uh, have you ever heard of the opening yeah. of the movie? Kid's got the toy, it goes off, and before his before John Krasinski can get to him, he's dead. <laughs> and you just go, they killed a fucking kid in the beginning they, of the movie. And like a little kid. A five-year-old, like four-year-old. In the beginning, like in the first like eight minutes. Yeah. You're Set just like. Tone right off the bat. <laughs> and you're just like, all right. Not to mention that movie did such a good job with the atmosphere and how quiet it was. I feel like this movie is going to be different because, once again, like I said, the humans are going to make more mistakes, so I think we're going to get a lot more noise. Because if you remember that opening scene from Quiet Place 2 where you had like the, the first day what they experienced, I think we're going to get something more like that, right. which is good. I, I don't mind. I, I want to see where they go. And they have a hell of a cast. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice 2, speaking of cast, I'm in. You know, I, always, I like to pick on Tim Burton a lot. But when Tim Burton is doing something I believe is in his wheelhouse, there's nobody better. And yeah. Beetlejuice is his fucking wheelhouse. And so I, I think that it's going to be very good. Um, ah, there's a lot to look forward to. If you, I, I, couldn't put my, I couldn't put my finger on one. If I do, Dune Part 2 is high okay. as far as movies. I've, I've, been, I've been waiting to see that since Dune Part 1. And uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. 
is is high because I lo- I've loved what they've done with that series. I know we're changing directors. It doesn't matter. I still think that the, from the trailer and everything, it still looks like they're going in the right direction. Well, plus it's that it's a weird franchise, and like since they've redone the uh, Planet of the Apes world, like your first one, James Franco and John Lithgow. That's all you see of them. The second one, you have a whole new human cast. The third one, we have a all new human cast. Like I like how they're going like down history with this and it's kind of cool and i also like that they're not scared to put like major stars in because i mean we have woody harrelson yeah, it was in, in the third in one. the third movie and we like you said we've had franco and lithgow like they they go after like some good stars so it's not like they're not, not going after cast like they're not just relying on the cg uh apes yep. in this they're actually going for the human cast as well because hey it's a good way to get people in yep. so there's a lot there's a lot coming up Ghost, I'm uh, looking forward Ghost to Ghostbusters Frozen Empire I, I mean there's some people who didn't like Afterlife we're not amongst them we all loved Afterlife it's okay to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so there's a lot of great 2024 is hitting some of these movies were going to come out in 2023 we know that but you know 2024 is hitting so I can't yeah. wait and I hope all you guys guys hit us up on the social medias, in the email, whatever you want, you can contact us. Get all that information at 3fnpodcast.com. Let us know what you're pumped for in 2024. But, Ron, it's a new year. It's a new you. And that means we have a new movie for you to hate on, for everybody to be pissy with you about. So, without further ado, and I don't even know what it is. I know Diesel does because he had to run it by Diesel. <laughs> I had to double check. I but to. I wanted to be surprised. So, ladies and gentlemen, Ron... Take the stage you for your business. You're, you're going to be surprised quick because all the reviews, there's no way of hiding what the movie is within the first couple sentences. I will say this now. There is a caveat. I will have to part, part take it part of a couple, maybe a couple other of the other ones. So there's multiple movies in here because finding <laughs> reviews was a little rough for this one. Cameron's worst movie. Terminator is relatively slow for the first 20 minutes. We are quickly introduced to Sarah Connor. She seems like nobody, which is most part other than birthing her son. The Terminator searches for her since there's seems to be quite a few Sarah Connors. After finally finding the correct one, he goes on the chase, and Sarah tries to hide, figuring that she could be killed if found. Meanwhile, Kyle Reese shows up from the future. He explains the Terminator is also from the future and is a cybernetic organism. He explains that Sarah is not born. Sarah is not born yet. Son John Connor is the leader of the Rebel Army to face the machines. Sarah and Kyle fall in love somehow quickly and show. It by having sex. Sarah gets pregnant and survives the Terminator attack. That really isn't a spoiler since there's two sequels. Now, at this point, you are probably wondering why I titled it I Did. Sure, it sounds interesting, but Back to the Future makes sense. This is just ridiculous. A guy comes from the future and has a kid with a woman. Think about it. Doesn't that sound over the top? It will continue to happen the same way. That's how the traveling time traveling works. To, the story, however, is not the worst part of the movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger says nearly zero lines. To make up the effects were just dreadful and that you have the special effects. I think the worst part of the special effects were dormant. 1977, we saw some amazing special visual effects from Star Wars. Seven years later, this trash comes out. It was tolerable if till the last 20 minutes. The skeleton was shown in, instead of looking scary and realistic. It looked like stop frame animation from Nightmare Before Christmas. I laughed when I first saw this, and I was thinking to myself, Linda must have hated this part. It's like running away from air and screaming at nothing. 
must have been difficult to portray. The sequel definitely beats the original by a long shot. The good news about this movie is James Cameron's career was not ruined by it, thankfully. Titanic, Terminator 2, and Aliens are all kept it alive. If you are a diehard Terminator fan or Arnold fan, you'll watch this just for the fact of watching it. But if you're any fan fraction like me, you won't enjoy it. And it will probably never grace your DVD, VCR ever again, unless you have a Terminator marathon. One out of ten stars. Uh, Terminator just sucks, people. Before you go, <laughs> before we even talk about this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you come after the Terminator? Polarizing. <laughs> How the dare you? How dare you? As a matter of fact, I want to point this out to you, Ron. You're not just wrong, you're stupid. <laughs> now wait just a minute. And you're ugly, just like your mom. And I want to add... It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Jesus, Ron. Now, let's get on to this guy. First and foremost, if you are thinking this about the original, oh boy, wait till you get to about the third or fourth movie in the series, and then he, yeah. By the way, I'm already going to say it. Anybody who shits on Terminator 2, they need to just be revoked from giving their previews anywhere because Terminator 2 is a damn good film. We'll have to review it just to give out the score for it. Well, that, that's the whole thing. If Ron has to go down the franchise and go into T2 to find negative reviews, it gets more polarizing <laughs> because universally loved movie. I was going to say, T2, when we talk about movies, when we give examples of fives, we could use fucking T2. Because literally, there is nobody on planet... Well, there probably is. We'll find, find some. But there's literally very few people on planet Earth who find anything wrong with Terminator 2. Very few people. But continue on, Diesel. Your okay. thoughts? So how can a person write a review, a 1 out of 10 review, where they give the synopsis of the movie, and it makes me want to go home and watch that movie tonight? <laughs> It's a great movie. It is. I think. I think. Honestly, I do know that Terminator, the, the original Terminator, is polarizing for some. Because I know there's people who don't like it. I've always found it good. By the way, it's the only Terminator movie in the franchise that's basically a horror film. Yep. Yes. Because the Terminator is stalking and killing motherfuckers. Yeah. And yes, Arnold doesn't talk because, believe it or not, at that time, first of all, uh, his Austrian, uh, his his accent, very heavy at that time. Yeah. He. That's why they dubbed him for the Hercules movie he did prior to this. Hercules secondly, in New York. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, and the reason, other reason why, he's a fucking robot. And I don't think it was intended originally for the robots to talk. And... Part of acting is highlighting what you're good at and taking back what you're not good at. Him not speaking is hiding the negative and pushing the intimidating look forward. That is a good thing. That is good movie making. Plus, if you're going to go in and be like, the special effects sucked. No, 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 no. Back in the 80s, granted, you're comparing it to Star Wars that happened seven years prior. Still. It might not hold up today, but in the time, it was believable. <laughs> Star Wars used a fucking potato in a okay, as an asteroid. I'm not, and I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying, when no. people go use that as an example, you just go, yeah, no. okay. Or, yeah, Close Encounters of the Third Kind also came out and it looked amazing. Also used a potato. Also used a potato, ironically enough. You know, there, there's different things. Cameron has always been a visual effects master. If you go back for the time, it was actually very visually yes. effective. Like good. I mean, it was it my favorite Cameron movie? No, T2 is amazing, but is better. Aliens is fucking phenomenal. The and Abyss. I've always, I, I was going to say, I've always championed the Abyss. Everybody always fucking forgets about the Abyss. One, one, when it comes up for a review, I, or for us to review it, I'm doing the Abyss. I, I, I 
pondered that one too. <laughs> oh, what to do it? Oh, you would have got but the, 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 like, This is the the problem I run into with with this one is th- that was the oldest review and that was from 2007. Really? Yeah. So and there's only so many one star reviews and it's like I'm actually so, intrigued to find what asshole so, wrote something bad about T2. And because... I went through I went through up to five star reviews, and I'm telling you right now it doesn't make the whole year. And T1. So, so go, that's why I might have the to... the sequels, because yeah. I'm sure when you yeah. get to the shittier ones, it's going to be a field yeah. day. Oh, oh. But I mean, I do want to hear some bad I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to use any of the five-star ones unless they're really one of those retarded ones that are, like, shitting on the movie. But, I, you know, all the way through, like they did with Harry Potter, where they all of a sudden go... Where I'm pissed at the studio, yeah, the yeah. Universal Studios. Universal but studios. I love the movie. Yeah. The ride is amazing. The movie yeah. was amazing, but the ride fucking made me <laughs> wait, and I couldn't get my butter yeah. there, you assholes. Uh, but so I'm giving but, the movie a two-star. Like, I, I, I was searching, and I was going through movies. I'm like, these aren't... I'm not getting enough to do a whole year. I'm just saying, I am interested still when you get there. Don't have to rush to it. When you get there, if there's T2 hate, I'm going to just be like, whoever oh, that some. is, I'm, I know, there, there always has to be. But whoever that is needs to be revoked from having an opinion. Because <laughs> let's be honest, universally love movies. There's only a handful, of, well, I shouldn't say a handful, over time there's been a lot more. But, you know, there's there's movies that are just universally loved for reasons. T2 is in that list. T2 is up there with Jaws and Jurassic Park. And, you know, the list goes on and on. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, we just talked about yeah. it. And you shit like 2001 A Space Odyssey, where there is literally no controversy. Everybody's just like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Like, there's they're just bangers that nobody can really find. Okay, they were fuck. No, no, they're just good movies. Like, you can rate them different things. They're not all like nines or nine and a halfs in my, you know, but they're all at least an eight and above. And when you watch the movie and it's on TV, like Wizard of Oz is a good example. We were just talking about it earlier. When it comes on, it will captivate you to watch the movie because you're like, even though that movie was made in 19 fucking 39, in 2024. 85 years later, that fucker still slaps, okay? Like, you're just like, there's just some things to go. And the same thing could be said for T2. Like, when you watch T2 now, does some of the effects look hokey now? Yeah, because now we have CGI. They use stop motion for those fucking, uh, when they're they're marching through. (laughs) I mean, it looks a little weird, but still... The movie is good enough that it's awesome. Yeah. When the skeleton was shown, it looks like they used stop motion. They used the cutting edge technology that was available to them. Yes. yes. By the way, you quoted Star Wars. How do you think they did the effects in Star Wars? Because if you think about it, it's all Star. It's all. It's all. It's all. It's all, it's all, it's all stop. Action. Jason and the Argonauts. It's, and it's yeah. It's, it's all, all stop potatoes. motion. And not only is it not start all stop, it's all miniatures. Yeah. Because those big ass. Fucking destroyers, they were miniatures. Look, they the weren't scene. real? Oh my god. Wait, they weren't shooting don't, in space? Don't tell that guy that. Let him believe. <laughs> the behind the scenes of how they did like the Death Star runs were amazing how they did it. But it would just look like a goddamn playing Warhammer. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like remember that remember we were joking about the G when we were talking G.I. Joe's and all we all wanted the carrier? Yeah. That's pretty much what the Star Destroyer was. It was just the fucking yeah. carrier. It was that size. Yeah. And they just shot it amazingly well. Yeah. Same thing with the canyon scene. They just built the canyon up higher and fucking ran through it with a goddamn camera. That was the technology at the time, and it still looks good. The point of the matter is, we all started at practical. By the way, we've seen some terrible CGI. We're looking at you, the Flash. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it was intended. It was intended. Dumb. The babies were supposed to mean a little Bullshit. weird. Just like just like uh, Zack Snyder sticking to his guns about how he made the greatest cinematic universe of all time. Get out of here. Get out of here. People just haven't caught up to my genius yet. Dude, if you have to tell people to look for visual cues <laughs> in a fucking movie, do you miss the ball? I, 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 I did think about doing Batman vs. Superman. I'll be honest with you. I've been okay. I've come around more on that movie. I do enjoy it a lot. Well, you know what it is? I've seen other shite. 
So yeah. I, I, once you I, see that, you're I like, do, oh, that's the best of it. I did because well, I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. I, I did. I was like, maybe I should do one that the show that I'm not a hypocrite. I try to get you to get on Best Men because I just want. I, I can't, dude. I just want to. see. I, dude, can't I, find enough. I can't, I can't find enough good, good, good reviews. reviews. <laughs> I got. There's less good reviews for that movie than there are bad reviews maybe for Terminator. Should, maybe we should do a special, like like one month where we pick that you do it. Can you find? If you find one month next year, we'll start the one month there. Just because I want to see Diesel's reaction because you know it's going to be like. How did you think that I, fucking movie well, was good? May, maybe it'll be more or less. Uh, Scott Andy uh, Dick. <laughs> like instead of it being at one movie, being an actor for the year, and uh, then find bad reviews for the year from Andy all Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Kane, Andy Dick. Uh, <laughs> the fact that seventeen people have seen this movie and we're three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Rod's, It's one of Rod's favorites. You Dude, should I love that movie. Mouth. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, we all... We I will all admit have. it. I love that movie. What, what, have I watched it since? Probably not. And I don't think it's... What the Bandit quote? Was it Macbeth uh, or was Macbeth. it... Macbeth. Oh, so bad. Yeah, it was the Macbeth the Bandit. <laughs> yes. Oh, the only time Andy Dick has ever had a good line was in Pauly Shore is Dead when he talks about Pauly Shore shoving his thumb up his ass. <laughs> that is not true. There is a, a Division Three. The football movie. Oh, I've seen that one. Oh my god, you have to see it. That's actually one of the movies where Andy Dick is fucking top tier. Well, I mean, he was he's great a coach, by the way. He's he's the coach of a football team. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, he breaks clipboards too. <laughs> nice. Does he struggle to break the clipboards? There's a part of the movie where one of my favorite quotes from the movie. I might butcher it because it's been a while since I've seen it, but there's one of my favorite quotes in the movie where he's trying to. He's talking to a player about. He's like, "You're, you're I'm the lawnmower. You're the grass. Your ass is the lawnmower. I, and never mind. Fuck it." And he just moves <laughs> on because he's trying to say, "Your, your ass is the grass, and I'm the lawnmower." But he's like, he's fucking he's up and it up. Funny. All of a sudden, he's just like, "Never mind. Fuck it." And he moves on, and he keeps smashing. Like he keeps breaking his uh, clipboards. So they keep bringing him new ones. And the one time the guy brings it to him, he smashes it over his head right after he gets it to him. It's <laughs> it's actually fucking hilarious. I, I enjoy it. It's called Division 3. You should check it out sometime. I think you'd enjoy it. That's probably the only Andy Dick movie I like. I mean, I like some of his cameos because he was funny in uh, in uh, old school. He was funny in when old school. The, and unironically, I did actually enjoy him in, in the Army Now. Yeah. Because he... Kind of played the straight guy to Pauly Shore's being off the wall. Yeah. Which that just repeat what you said a minute ago. Ironically. Dude, my favorite story though about Andy Dick was <laughs> was this story about how fucking Artie used to he Andy or Artie used to be Andy Dick's handler. And it was told by uh, the late great um Phil Hartman. Phil, no, no, not Phil Hartman. Well, Phil Hartman did tell the story originally, but it was uh, I heard it told by uh, he just passed away. Why am I fucking drawing a blank? Uh, we all loved him. Norm McDonald. Oh, yeah, Norm. Yeah. So Norm Norm told the story on uh, Opie and Anthony. And he was like, so basically, like, for whatever reason, I was watching fucking Artie, like, I was uh, to make sure he wasn't doing drugs. And he fucking goes in the bathroom with uh, Andy Dick. And they're all like, dude, he just went in the bathroom with Andy Dick. And they're like, aren't you going to stop it? He's like, listen, there's only two reasons why people go in the bathroom with Andy Dick. I'm not walking in that either. <laughs> <laughs> he left it at that fucking. But wait, when Norm told it, it was like just yeah, deadpan. Deadpan. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, and it was a true story. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame him. I would have walked in that bathroom either. <laughs> either I'm, I'm going to be disappointed in my friend for relapsing, or I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> in my friend for sucking off Andy Dick. <laughs> or the other way around, pretty much. Let's be honest. I feel like Andy Dick's a bottom. What? Would you be more disappointed if you walked into the bathroom and saw Andy Dick sucking my dick? It would be, be like, 
God damn, Diesel's that far down, or me sucking D- Andy Dick's dick. Oh, it'd be way worse for you sucking Andy Dick's. Dick. It'd be way worse for me. But would you be more? Because I'd be like, I'd be more disappointed because that, that's that's really being down. <laughs> <laughs> like I can understand getting a blowjob. I'd be like, oh, you know, well, you know, I would have picked somebody else. But hey, it's a fucking mouth is a mouth, right? I'm, I'm being serious. But if you're doing it, I'm like, dude, did he need the money that bad? I would have borrowed. I'd have borrowed twenty bucks. What the fuck? <laughs> 20 is 20. Oh, Andy Dick's not giving you money. He's giving you, be like, I'll let you be my personal assistant. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to point this out. He doesn't have anything to pay you to be a personal assistant. So you're, 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 it's no, no. That's why you're going way down the list. Like, if, you're, if your argument is that you're sucking off Andy Dick for celebrity fame, I don't think that's working. He, I'm not saying that he if was, it was. If it was Pauly Shore, okay. I get it. He He's the one that's like, all right, you suck my dick. You're still going to have to work to get into Hollywood, but I'll introduce you to Harvey. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he can get you that meeting. Is all oh, not anymore. <laughs> well, even before, I don't think he gets you any of those meetings. Uh, it is prime. He might have gotten you to the secretary of Harvey. <laughs> in his prime, he might have gotten you to an agent who one time bumped into Harvey Weinstein in a bathroom. He's the guy who sold him the ficus. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. Uh, that's the first episode oh. of the uh, 3FM Podcast year 2024. Next week, we're back with movie reviews, and we will be reviewing, going into the Rewind Machine, and reviewing Gleaming the Cube from 1988. Man, I was just a young, young boy when that movie came out. And, uh, of course, the week after that will be episode 300, where we'll be reviewing the legendary... Stephen King film, because he did this. The only film he's ever directed. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Joe By the King. way, his son, uh, Joe Hill, is actually in the process of remaking the movie currently. I don't think that they've gone into production yet, but he is going to be remaking a Maximum Overdrive. Although I think he's making it more seriously, so I don't know if I'm going to like it as much. But I digress. I digress. Because literally, you're going to hear cocaine a lot in that in that <laughs> review. Cocaine. Let's just, let's just put it this way. I got to get more sounders because if not, we're going to play the hell out of this one. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> when we talk about maximum overdrive. So with that, folks, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us. It's another year of the 3FN podcast. We got a lot coming up and you're not going to want to miss it. So for myself and for the guys for the very first time in 2024, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later nerds. Later. Andy Dick, call me. Terminator just sucks people.